Alright, let's see how many tries this takes us. Welcome to the podcast currently under maintenance, because it turns out that I'm an idiot and forgot to look up on iTunes if there was another podcast called Signs, Cosines, and Tangents before I put our podcast called Signs, Cosines, and Tangents on iTunes. I'm Alex. I'm Philip. Uh, so I have a bit of a correction to issue from the last episode. By the way, much like odd-numbered WrestleManias, last episode was just a build to this episode. So, if you recall last week, we discussed proposals, and uh, neither of us seemed to be particularly enamored with public proposals. <laughs> particularly, I took some shots at uh, Disney World proposals, because they seemed to be pretty common. So I attacked them for being unoriginal. Uh, of course, I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, one of my friends on Twitter, her name is Kay, that, that's her full name by the way, K-A-Y-E, she told me a story about her best friend who got engaged at Disney World, and she has allowed me to share their story for you all so that we can, uh, we can become better educated. So she says, the friend in question had never been to Disney World, but was a huge Disney fan, so my fiancé and I plotted with her boyfriend to surprise her. My fiancé and I traveled down a day early with a series of gifts for her, from her boyfriend, which we gave to cast members in the park. We led her and her boyfriend on a scavenger hunt through the park of collecting these gifts from all over. It culminated in a proposal by Snow White's Wishing Well, which we were able to film for them before jumping out and surprising her. It was an awesome experience, and the Disney cast was super helpful and friendly. And she attached a picture. It seemed like a very heartfelt moment. Uh, she also added that, quote, it was a totally wonderful experience for everyone involved, unquote. So I think the point I was trying to articulate last week was that... That one seems more unique. That, like, I, I like the scavenger stuff, but, like, like what I was thinking in my mind, I'm sure Alex was thinking in his mind, was like, oh, you're just, like, walking through a gigantic-ass crowd in the middle of the Magic Kingdom... <laughs> And just walking down Main Street, and then suddenly he just popped out on me. Exactly. Now, yeah, that's what we were thinking of. Yeah. To me, it just seems like, how will I make the biggest moment in my soon-to-be fiancé's life special? You know, how will I make this formal tradi like tradition that all men, you know, all men who get married go through this tradition of proposing... Okay, not all, actually. I found out from my parents that my father technically never proposed to my mother, but that's that, that was extenuating circumstances. He was going to the military. Anyway. That most men, you know, do in their lives, and it's, you know, the culmination of this special mom. Because, let's face it, weddings are planned for the girls. Come, come on, every, this, is, oh, this is commonly accepted totally. fact. I, even oh, the, trust me. Even the girls agree with me. Oh, yeah, you kidding me? Like, I've, I've witnessed my sister planning it. Well, my sister got engaged in May, and she's been very thoroughly planning it, and the wedding isn't even until September. So, yeah. It, it is mainly for the bride and the bride and groom's moms. It's basically why we have weddings, everybody. Yeah. Basically. If I, 
If I ever got married, I would totally do what my uncle did. What, go to the courthouse? Well, my uncle and his and his wife were together for 29 years before they decide just randomly one day without telling any family, oh, let's go to the courthouse and get married. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's my idea of a good wedding. So I frequent r slash ask Reddit. And anytime a, a wedding question comes up, like the entire comment section is just, go to the courthouse, go to the courthouse, go to the courthouse. <laughs> anyway, so when you tell a woman, hey, by the way, this is, you are now going to officially, formally begin this process, building up to the biggest day in your life. And I want to be the one who's standing across from you at the altar. Or, I, I don't know, not, not all weddings use altars. You, 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 That's totally the words verbatim you would say to a girl if you proposed <laughs> So in conclusion, it is a special moment. Make it special, you know? Make, make, be, be, because for, for your fiancé, and this is to guys, who are proposing to girls. I mean, we, we live in a progressive society, everybody, but for the seven-eighths of guys that want to someday propose to a girl, you have to understand, girls really, really love weddings. And... Anyone who has ever planned a wedding will tell you it is more than a one-day experience. It is a culmination of many events that took place before it. And this, this, this is the kickoff game. This is opening day. Like, if you've ever been to the first game of a team for the season, like, you know they go out and they... You know, introduce all the players, and they get the pyro, and like, you, you've seen opening day on TV, everybody. This is still verbatim what you would say to a girl. You, you would totally have, like, a script in your head, and, and then you would just go on one of your rants. <laughs> right? Which is why I have already admitted myself, I'm not giving a speech. Yeah. Because, yes, I'm going to make it special. I have no idea how I'm going to do it, because... Do what H3H3 did. What, what did H3H3 do? Um, hit it in a... <laughs> This was terrible. I can't believe this actually worked. Hid, hid the ring in a box of baby wipes in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm surprised that worked. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, obviously, you propose to someone once you've already had a discussion that you're going to get married. Like Sometimes, some guys are really odd, though. Yeah, I mean, so, some guys are weird and stupid, and they just... Propose way too early, and that's why we have proposal rejections. Because you talk about it, everybody! You talk about yeah. it! You do not bring it up for the first time as you're walking down Santa Monica Pier, 
And you have people, random people in the crowd, hold cards that say, will you marry me? Which, by the way, is something that somebody actually did. I did some research on this, and we never even got to it. That sounds like something that has happened a billion times. Like, probably even more than, than Disney World proposals, honestly. Actually, yeah, you, you, you might be right. Yeah, there was a Pittsburgh Magazine article about proposals, and it, it was, like, about elaborate proposals. And I'm reading through, I'm like, oh, okay, that's really sweet. And then I read the comments section, and it's just all these furious people, like, how dare anyone even look at you when you're proposing? Like, you have to put a restraining order on the rest of society. Like, some people are crazy, yeah. I mean, I, don't mind, I wouldn't mind putting a restraining order on the rest of society. <laughs> well, I mean, you... <laughs> well, actually, uh, we've been talking for a good, like, 11 minutes. I'm not even going to cut any of that. No, and, and, and it's all nice, clean, mostly clean. Uh, this is a clean Christian podcast, everybody. Except when it's yep. not. That's our new name, the entire thing. Clean Christian Podcast, except when it's not. I love it. Yes. Welcome to Clean Christian Podcast, except when it's not, with Alex and Philip and sometimes Colin. We're going to have to cut that joke, aren't we? <laughs> oh, well. Clean Christian Podcast, except when it's not. <coughs> <laughs> yes, it's perfect. Oh, right. One more thing. I will defend to the death that promposals are stupid. Because it puts pressure on guys that we need to have frickin' marching bands every time we want to go do something. It, if we can't even ask girls to dances without having these elaborate-ass proposals, like, how are we supposed to function in society 50 years from now? So anyway, we mentioned... I, don't, I, I think this part got cut, but we wanted to look over all the Disney resorts. Yeah. Uh... I think I cut that part, but since we're on the topic of Disney, let's uh, let's remind ourselves some of the tw more than 25 Disney Resort Hotel locations to pick from. It's hard to believe that in my parents' lifetime, Mom and Dad, this is not an old joke. I, I am not burning you for being old. I'm really not. But it is hard to believe that in my parents' lifetime, Orlando, Florida was a swamp. Like, literally was a swamp. No one lived there. What? That's crazy. And then, and then some guy Disney. showed up, decided to build a theme park <laughs> that now owns our souls. <laughs> I was going to say, if my mom and dad are watching us, you guys are old. Ow. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I like to make fun of them for being old sometimes. <laughs> okay, so I was at Disney 14 years ago, and why was I thinking I was 28? I was trying to do math in my head, and I'm mm -hmm. like, all right, I went when I was 10, so it was 18 years ago. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I've apparently turned 28, everybody. Um, I swear there was a hotel that the monorail passed through. Do you remember yes. which one it was? Contemporary. Ah. That's one of my favorites. It, it was the original. Oh, yes, yeah. that is. 
I, I'm kind of a Disney hotel smart, even though I've only been to a couple ever. Like, I have a couple books on my shelf all about Walt Disney World, and, like, I just like to think about going there. I'd rather not go there, but I like <laughs> to think about going there. Uh, yeah, I have a whole book all details about everything in and out. Um, yeah, Contemporary's cool. It was the first Disney hotel built. Well, the first Disney hotel built at Disney World. And it's, like, cool because they always, like, update it and renovate it. But it's kind of old-looking inside because it's, like, kind of, like, that retro... has that whole retro-futurism thing going on. Uh, but connecting connected to it, they have this one that's newer that's called Bay Lake Tower that's kind of part of contemporary, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at a map. Apparently, Google has a special Disney map. And... Yeah, it it looks like Bay Lake is right next to it. Yeah, it's... We have, like, Boulder Ridge Villas and Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. Imagine going to Disney World and then deciding, you know what? We're gonna... There there are all these hotels here. We're gonna stay at Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground. (laughs) I mean, different strokes for different folks, but that's gonna be a hard pass for me. Honestly, though, I can see why people would do it, because it's like, there's so many people at many, a lot of, just like, I guarantee not many people stay at Fort Wilden camp. I doubt many people do, and plus it's like the cheapest option. Uh, let's find out. It is $53 a night, excluding tax. Oh, there's a pool with water slide. Oh, yeah, the in-room celebrations. <laughs> What? Um, wanna know something? Oh boy. When I when I was twelve, I had we went to Disney World. Like we had planned this before, but we went to Disney World. Like, like literally, like only a week or so after. Like this was already planned. It wasn't like oh, we did this now you're going to Disney World. But it was like a week after I uh. My parents decided to take me out of uh, that one bad middle school I went to. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah, and we went to Disney World a week after, like, we had planned it months in advance, though. So. And, uh, and then we, I walk into the... Philip! You just got pulled out of that really bad middle school. What are you going to do next? Oh, yeah. Say it. I forget. I'm going to Disney World. Anyway. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Continue so your we, story. So we, went, so we get to Disney World, and like later that night we get into the hotel room. And then, just randomly, while we're chilling in the hotel room, some, like, guy comes up. And some guy knocks on the door and says, like, special delivery. And I guess, apparently, my mom, just to surprise me, and because all the shit I went through and stuff, got me this giant, like, this giant plate of, like, chocolate bars. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, it was just, like, this giant 
thing of chocolate bars. It was kind of cool. I think that was one of the in-room celebrations, I think. I don't know. There's a Mickey's celebration cake for $60. You apparently have to pay $60 for a cake. (laughs) By the way, I'm really mad that I discovered this like during an episode so I can't even use it for a showcase. (laughs) There's also Mickey's birthday surprise which has a bunch of stuff. I don't care. We need to talk about the happily ever after in-room celebration. (laughs) It is exactly what you think it is. I'm going to read this verbatim. By the way, 42 people like this. You love them more than anything. And also, you randomly proposed earlier outside of Magic Kingdom because you put five seconds of thought into it. I'm cutting that. You love them more than anything. Let them know by giving the ultimate romantic Disney in-room celebration. The romance <laughs> begins when your loved one opens your Walt Disney World reserved resort room door to discover scattered rose petals illuminated by the soft glow of battery-operated candles. <laughs> I didn't even see that part. I read this and I didn't even see it was battery-operated. Battery-operated. <laughs> 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 and on the on the bed you will see Hold on, I'm not done. I'm not done. I'm not done. A sparkling silver castle tray sits nearby and features two drink flutes, a decadent celebratory beverage, and chocolates. By the way, it appears this uh decadent celebratory beverage is called Once Upon a Vine. <sighs> Make a toast to all your dreams coming true in the comfort and charm of your resort room. Are, are, are you strapped to your seat, Philip? Yes. Enjoy the magic of your lives together at the most magical place on earth. Uh-huh. That was it. Uh-huh. Package is subject to change without notice and may depend on current availability of select product. De- delivery and assembly will take place after first day of check-in at your Walt Disney World Resort. Reserve. Reserve. Ah! Whatever. Uh, so there's another in-room celebration, because apparently there's more of them, called mm-hmm. From Mickey and Minnie with Love. Romance is in the air the moment you enter your Walt Disney World Reserve Resort room. Discover a trail of rose petals sprinkled on the bed, magically lit candles, battery operated, and chocolates on your pillows. A spa basket for two, and personalized cozy bath towels. Add an Uh element of pampering to this grand gesture. What? Oh. A dozen pixie-dusted roses sit nearby with a custom-matted photo of Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse sending you love and congratulations on your special occasion. What the f***? And <laughs> just going to town and you look at <laughs> Minnie waving at you. No, they just... No, like, literally Mickey and Minnie just come into your room and they just start clapping. 
They just were like waiting outside your hotel door. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Colin's the... literal hell. <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden, when you're done banging, they just like march, sprinting and clapping. <laughs> oh my god. And then there's endless bliss. Because apparently you can also buy gift baskets. This basket, which is designed with romance in mind, pamper that special someone with this package featuring two fluffy Mickey Mouse icon towels, an array of luxurious spa products, and four exquisite roses. Set the romantic mood by sprinkling silk rose petals around the room, then slip into your super soft robes and... I'm, I'm just going to read this verbatim. Relax. Sure. By the, quote, glow, unquote, of LED candles. Apparently they're... Apparently they're all cool with unprotected sex, but they're not cool with fire. Yeah, I... I was gonna say I demand my goofy branded condoms. Remember, kids, wear a condom, but fire, just, just, just go for it. <laughs> Toast your love for each other while sipping your choice of beverage in your keepsake Mickey Mouse glasses. Because nothing kills the mood like Mickey Mouse glasses. Nothing kills the mood like a Mickey Mouse, Mickey and Minnie Mouse picture staring at you. Uh, well, you can choose your beverage here. There's Gerard Bertrand Cotes de Rose's wine. Fairy tale cuvee. What in the world is that? Kyve? Kyve? You know at least a little more about this than I do. <laughs> cuvee. It is, in fact, cuvee. That sounds dirty, but okay. Fairy tale cuvee. Simi Cabernet Sauvignon, Alexander Valley, California. I don't remember if that's a wine or a champagne. It just goes to show you how much I know. <laughs> a bunch of wines, and then the option that Philip would choose, Wishes Sparkling Grape Juice Drink. Woo, getting turned. <laughs> For all my clean Christian fans, um, I do not drink. I am 21, but I do not drink. Yeah, I, I have no uh, qualms against drinking. I just don't. Like, like literally, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. I just don't. Whereas I very much have qualms against drinking. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't care if other people, like, have a beer in front of me or whatever, but I'm myself very, very against it, which is, it, it's not for any certain ideological belief. It's just... I don't know. I don't like it. I think it's... Anyway, yeah. You think it's icky and has the cooties? Pretty much. I don't want to get drunk. <laughs> huh. Funny you mention that, because I just clicked on the Bravo Beer Tub. Apparently you can pick a bunch of beers and they'll send it to your room for $159. <laughs> and they'll also throw in salsa and pita chips. That actually sounds good. Salsa and pita chips. I know it's... Uh-oh, charm your valentine. 
hold, hold on. Hold that thought. We have some breaking news. Oh? Mickey and Minnie's Grand Magical Welcome. Enjoy a new over-the-top Disney in-room celebration prepared by Please Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse for your Walt Disney World Reserve Resort Room. This grand experience created for grown-ups... Okay. Sorry. Begins with a character door banner featuring a decorative Mickey window, mail slot, and mail full of, quote, personality, unquote. As you peek inside, see castle luminaries lighting the way to a room full of surprises. For the park, our pal filled his character-inspired bin with goodies you'll love. There are special Mickey vision glasses to view the park through the eyes of a mouse. What? Okay. Quote, glow with the show, unquote, ears to light up the sky during any nighttime spectacular. And a set of photo memory cards to create your own photo captions to show friends and family your Disney side. Because all elements of your life must be owned by Disney. All glory to the Hypnomouse. That's a Futurama reference, everybody. Minnie created a home-away-from-home experience by filling her designer mouse bin designer mouse bin? What? with delicious Disney treats and surprises for the resort. You'll especially love her floral cookie bouquet that sweetens the moment. The magic continues with a, quote, Disney kiss goodnight, unquote, featuring a heartwarming story and wishing star. These surprises and more can now be yours if the price is right. I mean, adding even more magic and memories at the place where dreams come true. Enhance your experience with personalization to create keepsakes to treasure. Welp. Uh, there's also memory-making tips, which I'm going to have to go back and read all the other in-room celebrations to read the memory-making tips. It says, Film Take your wishing tip. star to your favorite nighttime spectacular and have each member of the family make a wish while the lights and fireworks flash. Then take the wishing star home and display it to remind you of the wishes you made. Or you can not wish for things because wishes aren't real! Okay, real talk though, awesome job to whoever has to write these. Like, to whatever PR intern that has to write these descriptions, like, bravo! Bravo. Like, I, I wish I could write this good. Like, I, I write sarcastic showcases every week, and, like, y'all y'all just put me to shame, man. Then again, we're not being paid anything for this, and they're getting probably paid quite a fair bit. Hey everyone, Alex from the future here. We recorded that whole bit about the presidents we promised last week, and it really didn't end up being funny. It was just like... Yeah, Millard Fillmore, remember him? So instead, I used to have a radio show in college, and I would end every show with what I called Cunningham's Crazy Countdown, which was a countdown of the ten weirdest stories from the week. And I thought it'd be fun to relive the countdown from five years ago this week. So here we go. This is from the January 17th, 2013 edition. Number 10. Atlanta Hawks fan given a half-court shot for $10,000. The shot got stuck between the back rim and the backboard. 
It is unclear whether or not he was awarded the prize, considering his foot was over the line. The next night, the Hawks scored a measly 58 points, including 5 in the second quarter. Number 9. Courtship is dead? Don't tell that to 48-year-old man James Flanagan. Attempting to impress a lady on a date, Flanagan stole $80 worth of steaks, wine, and beer from a Florida Walmart. He couldn't make the date, since he was in a county jail for petty theft. Number 8. University of Nevada, Las Vegas introduces plans to build $800 million stadium. Among the features include two clubs and 300 VIP suites. Most importantly, the stadium will have a 100-yard-long video board across one of the sidelines. Of course, they would later go on to get the Las Vegas Raiders and somehow pay double for a stadium that does not have as big of a video board. But, whatever. Number 7. Earlier in the month, Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel posted a picture of his casino winnings, sparking an uproar. This week, Manziel fired back, posting a picture of him holding Monopoly money with the hospitalized child in Connecticut, to which I wrote, Boom Headshot, but Manziel's career tanked with two mediocre years with the Browns, and he's now trying to get into the CFL, so... Yeah. Number six, first the iPod, then iPhone and iPad, and now the iPotty. CTA Digital unveiled a potty training device at the 2003 Consumer Electronics Show that is essentially a plastic toilet with an iPad-style play table attached. The iPotty will retail for $40. I don't know if that actually became a thing or not. I probably should have checked. Number five, George Burnett, operator of a smoothing shop in Utah, has taken every effort to display his conservative beliefs. Burnett has implemented a tax on liberals, demanding anyone who identifies themselves as liberal pay an extra dollar on their orders. Better yet, the extra dollar goes to conservative causes. Joke's on you, I'm a moderate, I get free food, I guess. Number four, all doctors make mistakes, but a team of surgeons in Germany might have had the worst day ever. After a successful surgery trying to remove prostate cancer from a 74-year-old man, the surgeons found not one, not two, but 16 pieces of medical equipment inside the man's body, including a needle and a roll of bandage tape. The family is seeking $127,000 in damages. Number 3. Englishman Matthew Clark pocketed $1,290 last weekend by winning the Bailiwick Bass Club Open with his 13-ounce bass he caught in the English Channel. Actually, he didn't catch the fish at all. He stole the bass from nearby St. Peter Port Aquarium. Number two, remember Notre Dame linebacker Manti Teo's girlfriend who died of leukemia in September? Turns out it was all a hoax. Lene Kakua, Teo's supposed girlfriend, never actually existed. Teo claims the pair communicated online, but others believe he was involved in the hoax for publicity. And in case you're wondering why I stuttered, that was like my ninth take of reading that, so I'm keeping it. Number one, conservative pundit Glenn Beck introduces plans to build his own self-sustaining community on Ellis Island. Independence USA will produce its own food and media content and will rely only on businesses built by residents. The estimated price tag of Beck's vision? Two billion dollars. And uh, suffice to say, I think Beck is a little happier with America than he was five years ago. Teo, on the other hand, had his life spiral out of control, but is now a successful linebacker on the New Orleans Saints. And that's the countdown. Uh, thanks for tuning into my radio show five years ago. And let's get right to the showcases. It's time for the showcases. Uh, I was off by $299,000 last week, and I still won. So I will be reading second. 
All right, Philip, what's your showcase? Despite the fact the holiday season is over, in light of all the talk about Oprah lately, this week's showcase is all about her favorite things. Uh-oh. We have selected a few of her favorites from this past year's list. First is the Samsung Frame TV. This 65-inch 4K TV turns into a beautiful work of art when you're not watching TV. The frame includes a gallery of professionally curated art. The TV's bezel has a dark wood finish to match with the copious amounts of artwork Oprah assumes you have in your home. While watching your lovely new TV, enjoy Katz's three-course dinner with your family. Uh, hold on, what? While, <laughs> while watching your lovely new TV, enjoy Katz's three-course dinner for four with your family. Cats? Cats? Like the musical? <laughs> no, like Garfield. <laughs> Says Oprah on her favorite things Amazon list. Want to be popular this Hanukkah? <laughs> the... Oh, did she actually say popular this Hanukkah? Yeah. So this it's is what, some sort of Jewish meal, then? Yeah, the famous Katz's Jelly will ship mat- will ship- <laughs> will ship- I ship matzo ball soup, pastrami, corned beef, mustard, rye bread, knishes, pickles, and chocolate or cinnamon bob- bab- babcock to your chosen people. And oy vey, is it good? She wrote the oy vey part. Um, not me. Side note, I legitimately thought pastrami was not kosher for Passover. Like, I, I... You know what? Hold on. Time out. I love how this showcase is getting interrupted by Jewish law. Uh... What it means to keep kosher for Passover. Um means abstaining from hametz. The No, I do not want to sign up for your newsletter. Are they kosher newsletter? Keeping kosher for Passover means abstaining from hametz, the fermented products of five principal grains, wheat, rye, spelt, barley, and oats. Through matzah, the unleavened bread eaten on Passover, is made from grain. It is considered acceptable because it is produced under highly controlled conditions to ensure that it does not ferment. Oy vey, is it good? <laughs> all right, you ready, Alex? All right. Is that all in the showcase? All right. Finally, along with the fact Oprah assumes one, you are Jewish, and two, have a house full of art, she also assumes you're a middle-aged woman. Because of that, here's a set of some lip gloss or lipstick or something. I don't know! This Julep Beauty It's Whipped Limited Edition Lip Mousse Vault has 25 of the best lip shades you can imagine. Smother your face, more specifically your lips, with these potentially harmful carcinogens. 200... Oh, shit. <laughs> Well, you know one of them. Finally, yeah, here's a trip to Oprah's Turf, Chicago! Hey! Not really sure what you should do there for two weeks, but yeah. Uh, I would suggest avoiding getting thought. Maybe go to Millennium Park or the Pier or something, or perhaps to... Colin, you stole my... 
Or perhaps take a wrong turn in your rental car, end up in a bad neighborhood, and get shot. <laughs> hey, at least you get to stay at a Meltzer-approved five-star hotel, the Park Hyatt Chicago. All this can be yours if you submit yourself to Overlord Winter. I mean, if the price is right. Okay, um... You have to give your price right now, Alex. There's no shot oh. clock. I'm listening to the audience screaming prices at me. Okay, I have... I'm going to way underbid this. Okay, I'm going to go... 15000 $689. Alrighty. Alright. Uh, whatever. I feel like I should have been more aggressively, but I have no idea what any of that is worth. Are you ready for your showcase? Let me just say you're really off. <laughs> Well, I don't think it's a pump to tell that until the end. I don't care. You know, I kind of figured. Yeah. Alright, uh, Philip, are you ready for your showcase? Yes. This showcase has a bunch of stuff Colin would like. I'm afraid. And it starts with this lifetime pass to Crunchyroll. Watch all of your Japanese freaky shit with a premium subscription to Crunchyroll for 78 years. The average lifespan of an American male. <laughs> Next, we know Colin grew up with TNA Wrestling. Oh no. Well, you can catch up on all the action you missed with these DVDs, which you can watch on your comically oversized TV. First, watch all 13 editions of Bound for Glory on this collection of DVDs. We're also including an Xbox One X to put your DVDs in, and WWE 2K18 to recreate your favorite TNA superstars like Kurt Angle, Sting, and Bobby Roode. Actually, they're already all in the game, so never mind. And you can watch this all on your Samsung 88-inch LED 4K Ultra HD Smart TV with high dynamic range. Five-year protection plan is included. Finally... I'll bet Colin would love to go to his favorite sports venue in the entire world. The Cockburn Ice Arena in Perth, Australia! <laughs> First, your guest will be shuttled from Baltimore to Detroit via Greyhound, where you will then depart to Sydney, Australia via United Airlines. You will then be chauffeured in a luxury sedan to a, Wool to a Woolworths grocery store in Shepparton. <laughs> Where you'll stock up on food with a one thousand dollar with a one thousand Australian dollar gift card, you'll then continue your ride to Perth, Australia, where you'll stay six nights as each of you have your own private studio at Como the Treasury, a five star hotel located in downtown Perth. You do realize a drive from Shepparton to Perth would take like three days without stopping. I yes, am, I, I looked it up. Quite it's it's thirty five hours from Shepparton to Perth. <laughs> Non-stop. Yes. I, I assume you'll get pee breaks. No, they will bring an empty coffee can and they will, and they will live Isn't with it. Isn't pee break the name of that famous uh, Mario Maker course? Oh, yeah. Daily breakfast is included. 
Oh, and of course, you'll have a week-long skating pass and enjoy a private party at the world-famous Cockburn Ice Arena. <laughs> you'll then make the return trip via luxury sedan back to Sydney for your return flight. And this showcase, in which I realize I should have included Yu-Gi-Oh cards but don't feel like rewriting it, can be yours if you don't overbid this week. Also, I love how you said grew up with a a company that did not exist when I was a kid. Um, okay. Are you ready for my real bid? Yes. One dollar. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Alright, well... Um... I don't know who's... Oh no. Alright, I... I'm scared, so I'm going to... I, I'm assuming I'm going to lose. So I will read uh, Philip's act retail price first. Philip, you bid one dollar. <laughs> you know what? No. I went through all this effort. If, if I had bid, you know, close to the actual retail price, what would you have bid? 27689 See, or not 689, 697, 27,697. See, I'm glad you didn't do that, because the actual retail price is $48,274. For a difference of $48,273. <laughs> um, I, I should clarify, that television with the protection plan was $22,000. <laughs> That's why you don't buy an Aliens 4K. <laughs> yes. And the most expensive part of the Australia chip, trip was the chauffeur. <laughs> that was the most expensive part. Because it was 86 hours in a private luxury sedan. Alright. Alright, I'm scared. Hold me. So you bid $15,689? dollars the actual re retail price, $7,579. What? You're over. <laughs> what? Yeah. I win. <laughs> That's why I bid a dollar. The sand, the TV was three thousand. The trip was a bit over four thousand. The lip moose vault was two hundred fifty. The Jewish dinner was one hundred twenty-five dollars. Okay, yeah, I overbid on literally everything <laughs> except the lip gloss because you told me how much that was. To be fair, they only had one digit of that. Yeah, that's true. It uh, could've been anywhere from two hundred flat to two hundred ninety-nine dollars. Or it could have been $200,000. Maybe it was solid gold. That too. I mean, he did that sell too. me a $350,000 car last week. <laughs> that is true. All right, so I need to uh, I, I need to get better at pricing things. To be fair, like, when were you ever going to need the, to know the price of lip, lip whatever it was and a Jewish dinner? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, you make a On our podcast. I... I'm neither Jewish nor a woman, nor an art connoisseur, and have already been to Chicago, so it's not like I wanted any of that stuff anyway. Meanwhile, Philip has to spend 86 hours with you in a luxury sedan while you piss in a coffee cup. 
the real winner here, bitch. <laughs> well, at least we can go say hi to our, our buddy in Shepherd Inn. Maybe you can take in an AFL game. Oh, yeah. And be extremely confused at all the rules. <laughs> yes. And then Meatloaf will be there doing the halftime concert. <laughs> all right. Because for some uh, reason, Meatloaf the... is over in Australia. That's been the third episode of Clean Christian Podcast, except when it isn't. Say goodbye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. I, I meant, like, say your name. Bye, guys. I'm Philip. Bye, Colin. <laughs> 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 And say their name. Bye bye, Colin. I'm dead. Okay, I take that joke back. And I'm Alex, reminding you that Orville Redenbacher died from drowning in his jacuzzi. See you next week.